pasta broccoli leeks and anchovy parmesan cream sauce i have to cook that though right or instead of cooking and eating that i buying and eating uh meatball pizza now and i did go right today and i am alone this week this is a bachelor week keep in mind so this is a wednesday we're talking but i did go running i am alone this week i could and, cook the and pasta josh, and i'm gonna cook the pasta i gotta josh so does that trigger some um previous events for you because i know your nickname growing up was meatball you know somebody would be like oh hey there's meatball so you're making fun of my italian heritage now you're italian now now all of a sudden um, well, I guess I am. All of a sudden. Uh, Interesting. Okay, that's fine. All right. <laughs> no, that's fine. Shows how much you know. Um, I thought you were 100%. Look, you sniveling coward. American. What should I do? The pasta or the pizza? Oh, the pizza. And you better, 100%. yeah, I was about to say, you better give me the right yeah. answer. Um, because I... <laughs> this is Pete. Um, you know, I'm talking to Josh. You want instant gratification. American. You don't care about what happens well, you know, a few hours from now. Here's the thing. It's not so much that I want instant gratification as much as it is. I am hungry, but I have to do this podcast. But I don't want to do it after I eat dinner because that's when I'm relaxing and enjoying my life. So if I do this podcast and then I cook, it's all the more time. So instant gratification is off the table. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and they say when you're doing work that you love, <laughs> you don't even you don't even need food. All right, that's that is the famous saying. When you do what you love, you don't even need food. But here's the thing, um, listeners: we love the fans. We don't love the work. All right, um, right, sure. Because we do we do the we we're not doing this for ourselves. We're selling ads no all right no we don't do Mm -mm. those Mm -mm. because you know what you you hear it out on a podcast and you think just get me to the content look i so i have i subscribe to a podcatcher that a lot of podcasts i listen to um fall under the corporate umbrella of so many of my favorite podcasts i'm not listening to ads and then, like, I just discovered a new podcast, so I've been listening to that, and it's, you know, a different podcast service or whatever. And if it's safe for work, plug it. it. If it's, it's safe not, for work, plug it. All it's right. Not, and it's I'm not, not. going to plug it because this podcast is Don't plug ads. it. Uh, yeah. But, man, oof. Ads are, they're rough. Even with that 15-second button, I don't know. They're real rough. I really hate them. So, I don't think we get enough credit. I mean... People are people are knocking down our freaking door trying to get ads on this podcast. The pasta company and the pizza company that I'm thinking about um, the whole, you know, what to get for dinner. Both of them trying to get ads on here. The Mandalorian trying to get I, ads on here. And we're saying no. Josh, no, no, I'm no, really no, no. sorry. Josh, I'm really sorry, too, because I know your nickname wasn't Meatball. Um, but the meatball industry is coming yeah, no, after me. My whole life. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're coming after me. So I have to kind of plug that in. So um, I do cave to corporate sometimes um, as we're all human. We're all human. It does show. Um, But we try our best here at Po Boys LLC to be for you, the fans. All right. 
We're here. We're fan first. Our, you know, mental health second. Star Wars third or fourth. So probably pizza then. I don't know. I did have a meatball pizza pretty recently. Maybe it'll be a regular pizza. It's probably going to be a pizza though, guys. It's probably going to be a pizza. I can cook the pasta later. I'll cook it tomorrow. It'll be fine. I cooked yesterday. Oh, It'll man. be fine. Now, now you're making me want a pizza instead of the salad I was going to get. But if I had a salad here, I would be eating it now. Cold salad okay. right now sounds perfect. Okay. I'm thinking like a salad with maybe some um, roasted broccoli, maybe some yeah. tempeh. Yeah, yeah, maybe some buffalo chicken. Some buffalo chicken. Um, listen, marinara. Listeners. All right, if we happen to be older than some you, salami balls. Um, getting older sucks. <laughs> uh, well, and I, it's I mean, just, it, I don't just know. Yeah, I've, I've been watching it happen with you, and it. Uh, yeah, I don't got a lot to look forward to. I guess it's it's been harrowing. Right, let me let me, you let me share an process. anecdote, and I don't know if this is going to be frustrating for you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can talk about what's in the news and how I'm actively avoiding it. So um, I'm a teacher, as we've talked about a few times. And we had parent-teacher nights for, like, the 50th. Um, it's old. Um, somebody confused me for a student. It was like, aren't you a student? Like, why are you talking? And I said, you know, thank you. Um, to this per this parent, um, very graciously, but I feel it. I feel it in my body. I am old, but yet I am so different. And people think, huh, that kid, which I am a grown man with uh, multiple <laughs> degrees, uh, that which is what every like grown a boy. man has to say. <laughs> that man looks like a boy that's in my kid's class. Is my kid friends with that boy? <laughs> that poor boy. Why is he here and talking to me? Oh no! And why are why are his bones so creaky? Why does he? Why is it so difficult for him to get up? And why does my why does that boy have a groan? My boy doesn't have that groan. Um. Yeah. So that happened. Um. This week, people still think I'm very very young. Or, I, I, know I know what you mean. I like sometimes I'll be going around and stuff. And I mean, I, you know, I don't feel any different than I ever have, but I'll be walking around to him and be like, Hey, are you a young Daniel Craig? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just like regular age. Yeah. And, and I actually feel really bad for people that, you know, will say this to us. Um, Cause there was a time I was walking my dog down the street and somebody was like, Ryan Gosling, can I have a picture with you? And I said, Yes, and I pretended to be Ryan Gosling for that person. But when they, mm-hmm. you know, go back and look at, um, you know, the Getty images, I don't know if you've been seeing the Simulio stuff of um, all of his um, Getty images being shown that he did yeah, for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> yes, the stock photos. It'll be something along those lines. Little do they know when they turn that picture into an NFT, that will be a lot of money for that person. But in the meantime, they'll be disappointed that it was a picture with me, not Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, very likely, very likely. Um, so Josh, is there any news in Star Wars? I know that there's a yeah, video I don't know game. what the heck you're talking about. Oh, the I guess I saw some. Well, I saw like the image of the trailer for this video game hunters on YouTube, but we already, oh. I mean, it's a mobile game. So like no offense to the developers or whatever. It's just like, I'm not going to 
I'm not complaining. Oh, it's bizarre. The trailer is bizarre. Um, because hmm. it's like kind of like they're in an arena where they're fighting for like fans and stuff, and there's like mm-hmm. a Sith. Um, there's a Wookiee bounty hunter. That's um, ooh, is it Black or Stanton? Uh, I'll have to watch the trailer now. And from the Marvel, he, comic. his weapons are that bounty. Is it arms. Black Wookiee? No, it's brown. I mean, dark is brown. It's certainly not black. Arms, never mind. That's okay. So not black or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the super battle droids, not the you know small ones. Right. Um, and then there is the um. What was what was um, Lando's droid's name that ended up becoming the navigation system in Solo? L three. L three. There's an L three Jedi, what? which is bizarre. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and then um, there is a um, Ian Quill, um, an Ugnaught, oh. I believe, that mm-hmm. is in the driver's seat of one of those um, roll. Droidica. A droidica. Uh, I'm not gonna play it. Um, this gets me into my co- the conversation that we're gonna have for a little bit of, um. I get upset when things are non-canon and they're like yeah. thrown in there. It's like, what time zone is, what time set is this set in? When, when are droids Jedi? When did this happen? Um, which is, well, I assume. Mm-hmm. Well, I, go ahead. I, Cause this gets into, I think the only other bit of substantial star Wars news we mm-hmm. we would cover. Um, which gets into star Wars visions, which, um, will, Not that, but okay. will be out. Um, the 23rd, so that'll be out by next week, although um, we're not going to cover an episode on it um, for quite some bit. Um, next week? Wow. Yeah, it's the... Time flies. Third, and I think they're releasing mm-hmm. everything at once. It seems like it, yeah. I'll be I'll yeah. be very curious what it actually looks like, like what the run times are like, and yeah, does it all drop at once? Oh, I if you want to know right now... StarWars.com did a spoiler deep dive on all the stories. Hmm. And I haven't read any of well, it, but I, good I, for I, them. I scrolled down and I'm like, this is three pages. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to know. Th- I mean, I do want to know these things, you know, as a spoiler person um, yeah. and somebody that's afraid of being spoiled on the Internet. But I'm not. I'm just going to wait the week and then watch. Oh, you really all- have grown up. Um, I just don't have a lot of shows, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a lot. I've, I've got that um, Steve Martin show right now. And then there's a show about a sinkhole on NBC, La Brea. I mean, oh, I of course you're watching La Brea. Um, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. That comes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a. Um, it's the Terra Nova of 2021. <laughs> I, know. Good Lord. I was I was real big in the Terra Nova really, back. <laughs> you really got to type, kid. A sinkhole that goes it's... into the middle of the world. Ah. Ay, ay, ay. It's TV shows that look like the 1990s Stargate TV show, but are from today. I binged that during the pandemic. I know. Yeah, and we talked about it. Um, but yeah, so Visions comes out if you want to be spoiled with all of those. Um, Why would you even play time? No, if you want to be spoiled with all those, come to our podcast eventually. Yeah, come, well. After High Repo Temper 2021, which is a huge success. People yeah. are loving it. And then... Thank you. And for Visions 2021 Visions. I mean, this that show oh, should yeah. have come out last year. 2020 Visions. 
Right. 202 of what, voice. What, what, what the hell are they doing? Whoa! The there we go. Okay. Josh, what was your news? Because then? we are kind of a global podcast, and I don't, you know, we are a safe for work podcast, but we are also a global oh. podcast, and so I don't want to leave anyone out, and so I would ask them to have H-E double hockey sticks. Um, you just say H-E double sports sticks, which is more... Um, you know, every everyone will understand what you're saying. So I don't want to leave out people who don't um, know what hockey is when you're talking about hell. It's not universal, okay? Like you have to have a, an ice rink. You have right to have now, the. I told you that. You have to have the ability for AC. And you know what? Why don't you just play some uh, sabak? Um, yes, yeah, Star Wars card game. <laughs> The console card game. You can play that literally anywhere. All right. You can play that on a hike um, to Machu Picchu. You can play that oh in the streets. In Antarctica. You can play that in Antarctica. You can play that um, grazing in the Great Plains. Yep. You know what yep. you can't do? Ice hockey. All right. Absolutely. Uh, if you don't have correct AC, that's a pond. And you just have these little death um, shoes that you're you're just kind of sauntering around in but sabak otherwise known as the han solo card game all right um star wars do not sue us you can play anywhere right so what he meant to say was not what the hell he meant to say what the he double han solo card game sticks I'm glad that we covered that uh, because speaking of video games and speaking of canon, there is actually some pretty huge news for a certain subsect of Star Wars fandom that Uh-oh. we would be very silly if we didn't talk about, which is that last week it was announced that they're doing a remake of Knights of the Old Republic. Right. Okay. Which is, I think, pretty pretty huge for a lot of people our age that aren't me because I was not into games when that came out. And then... It was on like Xbox and PS2 or whatever, and I got into games with Xbox 360 I think around it was a PC the time game that, that too. console. Yeah, yeah, around yeah. the time that console came out, and I went and played that because it was backwards compatible, and it was like turn based, and I got an Xbox 360 to play Gears of War, and then I put in this turn based Star Wars game and was like, no, bad, I hate this, <laughs> and I immediately returned it. So. I will give it another go for this. Well, I, I think it's going to be on PS5, and it may be a PS5 exclusive. I haven't looked at all the details yet, but that is being remade, which I know a lot of people are going to be super happy about because Old Republic has um, a lot of really passionate fans, but it is also one of these things where it's like, is that going to be canon? Is old Because, um... I mean, I, I would assume not, but it's also like Old Republic's, like, I don't know. That's one of those things I feel like they could leave it up in the air as to whether or not it was canon for a long time because I don't it doesn't really Well it's like thousands it of years of before anything. the movie. Right. Right. It's the one that all the cool there's those cool um cinematic trailers for that are like, I would watch yeah. that movie, but then that's it, right? Yeah. Well that's the yeah. I believe that's the MMO for it, but yeah. Um, and then, oh, well, so this is then just I guess, the RPG. 
Right. And I guess that yeah. is the other tricky part is I'm not sure if it was ever canon entirely because I believe the original was done by Bioware who does like Mass Effect and Dragon Age and stuff. And it's one of these like you make choices type of games. So, oh, I mean, I, you can't really have. Just tell me what to do, Star Wars. Don't give me these choices. Options. Yeah, I don't know. But so, you know, it's the reason I haven't been at Galaxy's Edge for a while. It's just like, are you part of the resistance or the first order? And it's like. Obviously, I'll be part of the resistance, but they're losers. Well, you're a big, you're a big believer losers. that you're a big believer that there's heroes on both sides. Um, and this is something that you're talking about a lot. I, when, like, it is well chronicled that I'm stuff. a both sides guy. I am yeah. a both. You know, you see some issue, and you know, Kylo kills a village, and I'm like, well, both sides. Did they really have it coming? I mean, yeah. they could have run away. They could yeah, have run sides. away. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Um. Which is why it's just so hard for me when they give me all these choices, right? Like, if I had milk or blue milk, I would be just um, debating in my head about the pros and cons of each for such a long time. Which is why, Josh, you end up deciding a lot of what we do, like High Repo Timber. Mm-hmm. Um, High Repo Timber 2021, which is, I think, the single most successful initiative we've ever done. And I didn't. In, never, in recent memory, for sure. I've never been further away from looking at the numbers and thinking to myself out loud, oh, wow, we're really going to hit one listener soon. Um, <laughs> but we're doing would... so well that I that has never occurred to me. Um... And never will. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing, too, is... Um... We are, as we're getting to 2022, oh my gosh. Um, I know, right? I was just thinking about that today. Star Wars fan becoming more and more niche. You have your fans that love pod racing. You have your tent. fans that, well, it's a big tent, but then people specialize so much. Mm-hmm. So, whereas the listeners for this podcast have gotten um, smaller and smaller, they are loyal. They're sending us emails. They are yeah. They're sending us emails. They're celebrating Mother's Day with Pete. Um, I mean, and, and several other holidays. I mean, they're very invested um, in the show. <laughs> and so they are loyal, and they are some ride or dies. And listen, I'm looking at, I'm seeing these numbers, and honestly, um, some fans could some they could uh, step it up. They. There is some room to grow. Oh, sure. But that's, I mean, that's, that's always the case. I mean, we are, we are um, noted capitalists, so. Yeah. And in the, in the market, I have ideas. If what we're doing and throwing down isn't resonating with you all, send us an email so we can fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should check our email. So. No, no, that's, that's the end of the episode thing. Um, well, Josh, that was some pretty big news. Yeah, um, Knights, of the, Knights of the Old Republic. That's KOTOR, right? That's what. That's that's those the people. one. Yeah, that's the one. Darth Revan and Bastilla Shaw or whatever, and HK forty seven, etc., etc. Other characters I know from having the Star Wars encyclopedia, but never actually having played that game. I only know it from those really, really cool trailers on YouTube. Yep. Again, that's not Coach War. That's the uh, Old Republic MMO, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Same, same people, same cast. Yeah. No. Okay. 
Well, um, <laughs> while I'm getting that wrong, why don't we um, saunter into what we're covering today, which is um, the third installment of High Repo Boys. High, High Repo, Repo Timber 2021. Third installment. I know, I know this is hump installment of High Repo Timber. After this, we will be more, you know, it's right in the middle. After this, there's only two left. I know everybody's going to be very bummed, but um you know think of it as a mountain that only has one side and just keeps going up and up and up and up and the finale we have planned you just it's you're gonna go right into space you're gonna be loving it you're gonna be loving it so uh this journey will end one day but it's you know we got a little while longer and so last week um pete got to talk a bunch about his book that he read which was cool because I didn't have to talk, but then now this week I do, um, which is going to make it harder for me to play solitaire while we do this podcast. But I think I will manage, even though I'll also be holding a book open. And we are going to talk about the Marvel comic Star Wars The High Republic. This has been an ongoing series for some time now, but the first trade paperback Collecting issues one through five just came out uh, over recent weeks. And this is written by Kevin Scott uh, with art by Ario Anandito. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with that synopsis on the back here. Journey back to the High Republic, the golden age of the Jedi. Centuries before the Empire and the Skywalker saga, the Jedi are at their height, protecting the galaxy as Republic pioneers push out into new territories. But as the frontier prepares for the dedication of the majestic Starlight Beacon, the Padawan named Keeve Trennis faces the ultimate choice. Will she complete her Jedi trials or rescue the innocent from disaster? And can she trust her closest ally? Huts, Rancors, Gamorians, and far less familiar faces await in a tale of belonging and betrayal set in a rich and vast world of a new Jedi. Prepare to experience new worlds, new ships, and new evils to fight, including the terrifying Nile and the creeping alien horror. Um, there are no Nile in this, so that's a lie, but no big deal. So, this book starts right before the end of Light of the Jedi. Um, and it, it involves the main cast is, is Keith Trennis, who we mentioned uh, on the back of the book here, and her master, uh, what, Skier, the, the Bosque fella, who's in Light of the Jedi. Oh, um, uh, he's the one that I was, we talked about before High Republic even came out, because he, he was some of the concept art, and... Mm-hmm. Fans of Star Wars Legends, um, mainly the like Luke series, um, where it, the Star Wars Legends books that you know came out before um, Episode One, Two, and Three, and were basically um, a bunch of novels that continued the Skywalker saga, was a Jedi um, Saba Sabatine, which was a Barabble very close to the Trandoshan that is Skier. So. Um, this is somebody that I was super excited about, and I'm really curious how that Padawan relationship works as well. Yeah, so he's definitely a major part of this. I would also say that this is, in what I've interacted with as far as High Republic goes, 
Um, this is a piece of content that most continues Avar Chris's story. She features, uh, she's not, I would say, lead in this, but she, she features pretty prominently. Uh, and this starts after Skiers had his accident in the, in the fight, the dog fight in Light of the Jedi that, that loses him his arm. So when we meet him here, him and, uh, oh, so many names, Keith Trennis are kind of dueling it out on an alien world populated by these weird little fairy creatures that don't really play into much of anything. Um, sure it in on the Republic frontier. And he's already, yeah, he's already lost his arm. So he's only got one arm left. Though they make a point of mentioning that he's a Trandoshan, so his arm will grow back. Um, but the book starts out with them training on this planet. And Keith Trennis has her Jedi trial, which is announced as a Jedi trial. Um, I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi, they were like, oh, well, I guess you killed Darth Maul. So probably that was your trial. Probably that'll count. Or, like, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times it was like, or like Ahsoka, they were like, oh, turns out this was your trial. Whereas this guy, he's like, okay, here's your trial. And it I really was feel like, like you saying that, Josh, is similar to... Like, so many things being canceled because of COVID. Of, like, um, well, we were going to test you, but you've been yeah. tested by life, so we're just going to pass you through. Um, but you were saying, so th this comic starts with her trials, or her trials are happening? It's It starts with her dueling Skier, and then Skier being like, okay, you see these big, giant... Um, trees, I put like a thing at the top of the tree. You got to climb the tree. That's your trial. I'm just like, okay, what the heck? And then as she's doing that, we get some big giant bugs, big giant intergalactic spacefaring bugs ripping through the area and causing havoc. And it turns out that there's a signal that Starlight Beacon is giving off that is attracting these bugs on their migration. And Keith Trennis abandons her trial and goes and helps people out and yada yada. And in terms of like, oh, never mind, that was your trial. Good job, you're a Jedi Knight. And the first issue ends with her being knighted and, and joining in in the um, big giant fancy everybody lift your lightsabers up for light and oh, life thing. That's I at the end that. of the first book. I love uh, that. So going off of just the first issue, which I had read previously and probably talked about a little bit in an, in an earlier episode back when it came out, which I think was in December. Um it's the first, other than like covers of, of books and stuff, we're getting a lot of visuals for the higher public care. You're seeing Starlight Beacon. You're seeing the vectors, um, which I, I thought was interesting, but I will say I, I really enjoyed the description of the vectors because it's, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fellow who appreciates the fundamentals, right? Like, give me something simple but well-made. My coffee grinder is like three pieces. And it's a little crank and that's it. But it's like it's well made. It does what it does right. It's like the fundamentals of what a coffee grinder ought to be. And that's kind of how I felt like the vectors were described. And I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know that I had a distinct picture of them in my head. They look they look cool. They're fine. They look, you know, they're fine. Um, but I don't know. They didn't, they didn't jump out at me quite as much as I, I hoped that they would. It's still kind of cool to see them. Um, and we get like an idea of how Keith Trennis sees the Force. We have her kind of having a, a Force flash here. Uh, more of a visual thing. I wouldn't be able to do a great job of describing it. Well, and... so um, 
that's something that they highlight in the High Republic is each Jedi sees the Force differently. So yeah, um, some of them see it like an ocean. Others see it. Um, the, the only one I can remember specifically is an ocean. So how does she specifically see it? Even though you know you said it'll be difficult to describe. Yeah, I mean it'd be difficult to describe. Um, so, and that's what that's we call in the biz that. a tease for buying it. Okay, <laughs> it you looks very pretty. It looks very it's pretty. Good. It's just I don't know, force visiony. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, but so the the gist of this first volume is that uh, oh, you know what? There is one Nile in here. That's fair enough. Is that after she's knighted? Um, we get a brief flash at the end of the first issue after this whole light and life gala of Skier going off on his own and just like losing it, just like screaming and going bananas in like a dark room. So let's talk about that. Uh, from there, um, Keith Trennis and Skier are joined by twin Jedi who are like, they share a consciousness. The Kotabi, identical Bond twins, who for all intents and purposes share the same brilliant mind. Uh, named Serret and Tarek. And so I guess, you know, they share a consciousness. And the four of them are called out to a distress beacon, and they find a, 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 it's a hut ship that the Nile have attacked, and there's like a dead hut and all this kind of chaos. And this leads them to an investigation that leads them to a planet. Yep, there's the one Nile in two whole panels. So that whole count, that I guess counts, uh, leads them to a planet called Sedri Minor, which is a, an agricultural planet that um, some of the crops grown there are found in this dorked up ship. And they are investigating when one of the twins disappears. Oh, a mystery. Uh, mystery is afoot. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you one guess. Uh, what's going on with this mystery? What's the deal with this mystery? Because there's only two answers. It's the High Republic. There's only two answers. So it's so, either the Nile with our... Which we already encountered. Row, mm-hmm. um, or their plants. Um, because the plants, they're back in at it. And they're ready to kind of cause some mayhem. Yep, and I'm going to go ahead and give you that guess. So, was it plants? It's the plants, baby. Plants, baby! It's, it's the plants. And, yeah, it's it's from there, kind of, you can imagine how it goes. It's not, it's not entirely um, different from uh, Into the Dark. Um they find the twin that went missing and he's tangled up in a Dengir and Dengir are revealing themselves to be, you know, a threat. Um, I guess the idea is that when the first Dengir, like the head of the hive mind was awoken, awakened in into the dark, that kind of awakened all of them across the galaxy because they are i don't know there's like a high mind element to them and so now they're like at it and they're going ham and because the jengir and all that and the nile attacked the huts you have avar chris proposing sort of a loose alliance with the huts that doesn't really go 
too far in these first five issues. I think that is probably more in the second volume that I think comes out in December or something like that. But they do mention that in the second um, Del Rey novel that we talked about earlier, which is Rising Storm. I'm not having to look at my bookshelf for every one of these titles. That would be insane. Um, and what we have going on with Skier um, is essentially this kind of idea of the dark side being a response to trauma. Like he, he, he seems he's kind of very distressed after that accident that lost him his arm. And he's kind of finding himself more and more tempted by the dark side, which is making him kind of an easier target for the Drengear to, I don't know, take over his mind. Was that a thing in Into the Dark? Did they? Yeah. So, um, okay. there was, um, Wreath Silas and I'm the good at Star Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Jorah Molly's, um, who was his. P- uh, master and dies in the first High Republic series. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers for that. It's High Rebo-tember. You should be. You should know these things. Sure. Um, I should. But have. in in that book, there's like the Padawan that was before Wreath Silas, who's this like cool guy and collected. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm so lucky. He knows everything. Blah blah blah. And then he gets ca- kidnapped by the Drengear because he accidentally teleports himself to a Drengear planet. And then right. they. Um, like mind control fight. him to like fight yeah. Silas. Okay. Reith is like, I have these books, and the books will save us. And you know, it ends up being the case. Right, um, is what I vaguely remember from that from that from that book. <laughs> yep, that's tracking. So yeah, I guess Skier's kind of trauma from his recent accident made it a little easier for him to be influenced by the Drengear, and then come to find out he's like, oh no, I actually let them influence me because I wanted to find out what their whole deal was. But then he's like, actually, maybe that's not entirely true. It's, it's pretty hard to uh, cope with what I've got going on. Uh, and so in the end, you do have, you know, Gamorreans and Rancors and Huts and all that chopping up these Drengear because it's a sort of a common enemy. And then, oh yeah, and then Skier, I guess. Well, so gets, this this points it. to an important thing too is, you know, there's that old there's that saying that people love that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, mm-hmm. and in life I haven't really found that to be the case because so many people are coming after me, and I if 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 they're my enemy's enemy, I'm I'm not a fan of that either, um so just. For me, it's a no dog. It, it just takes out the reality of the situation of placing myself in because I'm like, you know, I don't really want to hang out with these huts. I'm not, I'm not a fan, not yeah. a fan whatsoever. And I'm sure that there's some Jedi that are like, we shouldn't be hanging with these huts. Um, yeah. We shouldn't be hanging with these Gamorians. They're, they're, they're trash. Um, and I kind of lean more into that camp. Well, it's like in in Last Jedi, right? Like. Ray's greatest enemy in the sequel trilogy is that old mean nun on the island. But that doesn't mean that that old mean nun is Kylo Ren's friend. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, if they had a conversation, they would probably find some commonalities, but I wouldn't expect to see them both at 
um, a cantina. Calf. That would be bizarre to me. Bizarre, uh, for sure. It would, it would be very bizarre. Yeah. So, I mean, this was this was a solid enough read. Um, I'll probably pick up the next volume because I host this podcast. Um, it's it's interesting because comics are paced so differently from. I mean, this is this is like the polar opposite of the Rising Storm in terms of. I mean, it's it's big and exciting, but it's. I mean, it's so quick. I mean, you could sit down and read this in one sitting. Uh, which is the case with a lot of you know graphic novels and stuff is they're, they're quicker reads because they're graphic novels not novels but it i'm finding i'm i'm beginning to wonder i think that ideally you know if you're if you're working on the high republic you've got fans out there that are devouring all of the high republic stuff but i'm wondering if I guess I don't necessarily feel like these stories are different enough from each other. And they are by no means the same. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, they are not carbon copies of each other or anything like that, but it does feel maybe like they're all like Marvel phase one movies for lack of a better comparison, where they're all like superhero origin story type of things where they're hitting similar beats of like, there's these major events that usually book in the story where it's like the great disaster or this fair or whatever. And then it's like, there's a mystery and it's either the Nile or it's the Drengear. And there's always like a young Padawan or like newly knighted Jedi that's sort of at the center of it. And I, I wonder if they are sort of putting on their realist hat, like it'd be great if people, you know, took in the whole high Republic but probably most people will like pick their medium and hang out in there. So like, are they writing, you know, these Delray books is the assumption. Well, you know, these Delray books, the people who read these are probably just going to read these. Some of them will read the comic. Also, some of them will read the young adult novel also, but probably most of them will just read this series and the same with the Marvel book, right? Like, is it like, Oh, probably, you know, the most of the people who read this Marvel comic of high Republic, that's, the high republic they'll read and because of that is there like a a hesitancy to to keep them like too different from each other because if they if they diverge too much and you're only reading the comic then you miss like important information or something like that i don't know what are your what are your thoughts on the similarities of of these stories well and i was trying to think about that of are these people so like um keith trennis is that right that's her mm -hmm. name um i don't know when i'm gonna read something because i'm not gonna get the comics i don't know when her story is gonna come into one of the novels um yeah. so it's kind of like is she just gonna be in the comics um because she has her own story that's going on with the drink gear and avar chris but as far as like i'm concerned um and i'm just reading the large novels like she plays like Skier, um, plays a very small role, um, mm -hmm. and then she plays no role in the novels so far. So, it's it to me, it's very interesting. Of, I feel like there's your main cast of Star Wars characters. You have your um, 
um, Elzar, Man, Stellan, Gios, um, mm-hmm. Navar, Kress. And then they're kind of setting up these four Jedi that are below them in their story. So we have like Belzedifar with his like Hellhound. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the book nerd with Silas. We have um, Ver- Vernesta Rowe. Right. Um, there. And then we have Keith Trennis. And right. I don't know if any of their stories are compelling enough to be standalone like this is the person that we're going to do a movie series about right but i don't know if it necessarily has to be i mean each of them has a compelling story although to me keith trennis's story doesn't seem as deep as well that's because you had it relate to you by me rather than reading it to be fair but mm-hmm. when it, you make a you you make a good point about like do any of them have to be compelling enough to be the main thrust of it and they don't but it's also like could they be because it's like how how compelling for lack of i don't know can how compelling an event can happen in one of these without it having impact everything so it's like well how you know it's not like keith trennis can go kill marshall row yeah or or you know have this huge i don't know conflict a brewing though i mean you know aligning with the huts and stuff is is not nothing and you do see it reverberate a little bit in the rising storm but it's you're yeah and you you've outlined it perfectly it's these four younger jedi that exactly exactly they they are mm-hmm. and and i you know maybe that's just me being an old dude and being like oh it's just young people i don't know um but it does it does kind of feel that way and it is kind of a very marvel thing where it's like yeah, you know, some stuff can happen in Iron Man, but really, like, you go back and watch Iron Man 2, that movie's a holding pattern. Like, nothing nothing important happens in Iron Man 2. Everything oh, happens no, in Iron 100%. Man 2 is undone. Arguably, same with Iron Man 3. The big thing happens in Iron Man 3 is undone because it's like, well, this individual entry can only be so compelling because of the whole. Um, boy, we're really going going down the rabbit hole with it here. But I, yeah, I, I, I just... Um, like I said, reading this, I was like, I, you know, I don't know. I've I've read this story before, though, where people are disappearing, and then it ends up being the here. And there's kind of a young Jedi <laughs> at the heart of it, and they've got, mm-hmm. you know, a master with different ideas than they do. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I still, I enjoyed the book, but it is, you know, it's got me, it's got me wondering, like, is the intention for me to read all of these, or is the intention for me to kind of pick a series and, and hang out with, with that series and experience um the high republic from from a specific vantage point rather than taking it all in though i guess you know the the kind of fan that takes it all in probably is is not as bothered by it right like if there's a big event comic book i'm not buying all the freaking tie-ins i ain't that guy but there are there are readers who do that and want everything associated with a big comic book event and stuff so might just come down to that and for me, I also think of it not so much as like this is the Keeve Trenna series. Mm-hmm. I think of it more as um, this is the Drengear part of High Republic, and it's so difficult to, for them to write what the Drengear look like. Like mm-hmm. I, when I saw a picture of the Drengear in the comp, reading the introductory novel that introduces them, was not anywhere near what I was imagining at all. Interesting. Um, and the comic does a good job of kind of giving me an image of what I should be looking at um, because it looks like an evil Tangela 
um, which is like a Pokemon re- a Pokemon reference. Um, but I I I was not picturing that of like them being you know singular bodies. I thought it was more like a vine system of like you know not a humanoid, mm-hmm. but they certainly make it seem like that in the comic book series. Um, it does spark an interesting question for me, and this isn't really in relation to this comic or that series whatsoever, but I am curious, and I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, but I feel like this is an appropriate spot to do. Um, who is going to take out Martian Rowe of these Jedi? Because um, they're, like, at this point, we don't have any connection with, like, the main villain for the Drengear or the main villain for the the, uh, the Nile, uh, like Bel Zedifar had his master uh, murdered by Martian Rowe, and then Elzar Man has some connection, but we don't really have that Jedi, that, that woman or that guy that's going to be like the face that's going up against them movie series where it's, you know, there's Sith, there's Jedi. Yeah, and because we actually talked about this briefly at the end of rising storm where i was kind of wondering like oh is this all moving toward avar chris versus martian row or you know and and i think there we also posited bell zetafar being um a, a, a worthwhile candidate for that as well mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean you, you make a good point it is because it's like what i had mentioned in that previous episode is you kind of can summarize a lot of these you know films trilogies even the shows you know i i think and the games, you know, Fallen Order, who you know who's holding the blue lightsaber and who's, who's holding a red lightsaber for Fallen Order. You know the blue and red lightsaber for, for Rebels to a certain extent. Um, so, yeah, like what the, the poster image of like the High Republic box set, right? Like who's crossing blades on that? March and mm-hmm. Row and bleh, you know. But I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe he'll get taken out and eaten by a drink gear and shot to death by Warren D, and it won't be an issue. I don't know. And then yeah, you do make a, a point about the um, the drink gear not really having a figurehead. Though they again in in this comic when um, Skier is kind of taken over by the drink gear for the purposes of delivering a lot of exposition, uh, he explains. The the great progenitor. I mentioned when the when the great progenitor slept, we slept also beneath the ground until the traveler stumbled onto the progenitor. Sounds like waking Dracula. her from her slumber. And there's a little picture of Wreath Silas, I guess, here waking up this progenitor. They also talk about being betrayed by the Sith back in the day. Um, so I mean, I I guess there is this sort of. Um, looming shadow of the great progenitor though for all i know they blew up the great progenitor and into the dark i don't have great reading retention so i don't remember well and talking about rising storm and for those high repo boys um you're just gonna love all this all this um connections that we're making (laughs) for those fans that haven't read any of the books just completely lost but i think the comic series are great for giving you a visualization so like rising storm there's that monster at the end that takes out loading gray storm yeah i have no idea what that thing looks like it yep um i read that book two months ago um i know it's like thing but i would love to see that in comic book form to kind of have uh, a, a much better visual and i i would imagine we're probably going to see that at some point 
um, in comic book form. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so we're getting to the hour here, and there is a few more things I want to make sure to touch on with this book. Um, the first one is that uh, Keith Trennis cusses a lot. That's her character trait, and I cuss a lot. So I found that very endearing. Big fan of that. The second is one that we've touched on briefly in the past, back when it happened, but now I have, I would argue, the proper context for it, which is that Star Wars did a series of pride variants um, where they, they had you know LGBTQ plus characters on variant covers of their books. And for the sixth issue of High Republic, so that is the issue after this book ends, so as when when the cover in question came out, you know, only the books I have read now were out for context. Uh, and the pride variant for that had this Tarek and Sarah, these these twins on the cover. And they were like, oh, these are our trans characters, uh, which, again, representation is super important. Both of us here at Bow Boys are, you know, hugely into that kind of thing and, and huge supporters of it. But in the past, we have sort of talked about how, and you know, most famously, boy, that that Star Wars International Women's Day video really got me going because they really were patting themselves on the back for a bare minimum of work. And this is similar to that, like, hey, look back there. It's two women kissing at the end of Rise of Skywalker. We did it. Maybe like overly celebrating. So Tarek and Sarah, I've read those first five issues. Again, they have a... They share like a mind, They're like two bodies that like share a consciousness. So there is a part where Avar Kress corrects herself. One, one of them is they become separated. One of them disappears. Mm-hmm. He's connected by the drink gear. And the other one is like going bananas because their twin is being, you know, drink geared. So they're convey convulsing and all kinds of stuff. And Avar Kress is like, he's I mean, they and that's that's it end of end of trans representation of those characters right that's the extent of it and i would argue that it's also like you might call them they regardless of their gender identity because they are two beings sharing a consciousness so even mm-hmm. within that it sort of felt like they gave themselves like a weird out like it's not like someone was like oh Tarek you're a boy and then they said actually I identify as they them uh so it was I mean again now because we kind of I think I, we didn't really have the context for it when that variant cover first came out and we were sort of like oh what are they doing with these and I mean I gotta say again yeah I don't know it's a little it's it feels pretty self-congratulatory i feel like to be like, look at us celebrating our lgbtq plus characters but it's like i don't know man you kind of you're doing like the barest of minimums still and that's not surprising for no. how disney works too it's like you'll see that in series that they don't feel there's gonna be a ton of backlash um which just sucks um that they kind of have to go through all of that. I was going to make a snippy comment about how 
even a long, long time ago, people were taking the time to try and learn people's pronouns. So <laughs> why the hell aren't you all listeners doing that? Um, but let me get to uh, something that I think you're going to be really at this um, issue six. And um, maybe this person's already shown up, in which case, shame on you, Josh, we're not talking about it. But Orbelin is going to be in issue six. Oh, you know what? So, yeah, Orbelin is, is I think, very briefly there. Mm-hmm. Not in a major role. There is a side story with, it might even be our little dork, Reith Silas. Oh, um, I mean, they, they must be best pals. Yeah, and it's, I mean, all it amounts to is they're in a lab studying, like, a body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not it's not particularly compelling. There, well, I'm here yeah. for that sweet, sweet Orbeling content. Oh, you and me both, friend. Um, for sure. So I mean, if it had been anything of note, I definitely would have mentioned. It. I mean, there are other there are other Jedi than the ones I mentioned, but the the primary story concerns those four Jedi, and mm-hmm. there's like some sort of subplot with the farmers or something. I don't know. You know, I want to leave a little something for you, the listener slash reader, to discover for yourself and we are um i'll just make sure that everybody's aware we are small farmers first over big industrial ag um so just because we're not highlighting the plate of the farmers doesn't mean that we're receiving a check from monsanto monsanto we'll get the food that you need um so josh (laughs) yeah buddy um josh um so what what why don't you um round us out with your final thoughts on this final thoughts final thoughts i think if i were still reading comics months to months you know when i picked this up and i got chapter one and then a whole month passed and chapter two and then you know another month i don't i don't know um I think this was this is a book that I think benefited from having the first five chapters all together and getting to read it uh, in a in a bigger chunk. I w- I will get the second volume. Um, yeah, I I think my my hope is that per our discussion on the similarities between a lot of these stories, that it is kind of a, for lack of a better comparison, like a Marvel Phase One kind of thing, where you are establishing the world by hitting these familiar tropes from different angles and then as these as the story goes on as the high republic grows they'll get to branch out and you'll get into quirkier different stuff under that same banner uh much like you know they sort of kind of did with marvel as, as the future of that franchise went on so I don't know. I'll, I, you know, I think, you know, the, they've already got dates for the second and third volumes coming out. And I think the characters are, are interesting enough that I will, uh, you know, want to find out what happens to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you like Star Wars comics, you know, it's not, it's not one of the best, but it's not one of the worst. So, uh, there you and go. W- when we, at the end of, Series. We will um, never cover what are the worst Star Wars comics because we're for the fans 
and we're all about that positivity. Good. That's um, honestly is a very good point. I should say it's not one of my favorites. It's not one of my least favorites. I'm not trying to to quantify all this stuff, but uh, yeah. You like plants? You like lightsabers? Why don't you check it out? Yeah, and so let me tell you, with our last five minutes here, originally our plan for next week was I picked up the first issues of the two IDW Star Wars comics. And I do still have those, and I did read those. But then I also found out last week that they released a Star Wars High Republic manga. Ooh, And I picked that up. And that's a much more substantial read. You know, it's a full volume rather than just a single issue. Mm. Uh, We're going to be talking about that bad boy. We're going to be talking about that bad boy, Pete. Really? Okay, Uh, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be talking about that bad boy. Okay. Um, I think we'll also probably touch on the IDW stuff as well. So those will those will be the um, the the subject of of next week's High Revo Timber Part Four, and then baby, we got this finale for you. Oh my, oh my force, oh my force. Oh, I can see through, and I have a vision. Nope, that's next month. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> my visions are bored. Um. Uh... <laughs> Well, if you want to reach us, uh, pubboyspodcast at gmail.com, at pubboyspodcast is our Twitter and Instagram, our TikTok. You can try and find it. Um, I'd be shocked if you are able to. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, and and and, and did anybody? Nothing on Twitter. Okay. All right, bye.